Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show. Hour two. I just realized I said the uh, wrong number the last time. 401-777-1287. My bad. Um, Way to go. Show's yeah. ruined. Yeah. Great job, Mark. Yeah, Great Mark. 777-1287 is the phone number. Um, hour two here, Mark and Kitch. Here's what I wanted to say. Um, I think there's something else going on, and people have realized this. I think people understand this because we've understood this. We've come to this realization, um, and everybody in New England has, honestly. Part of what is affecting the New England Patriots, and this is another thing, you need a new voice, you need a new perspective, all that type of narrative that's out there. I think, Ben, some of what's going on with the Patriots um, is a product of the, the players on the roster currently, even if you think they're good players, are coming to the realization that Bill Belichick isn't Bill Belichick anymore, isn't the Bill Belichick maybe they signed up for, isn't the Bill Belichick that legend has made them believe was at the, you know, at the foundation of what this guy was for all those years with Tom Brady. And I think that's not a big thing, but it does affect maybe what we're seeing right now. The the belief deep down that you're going to find a way or that you're being led in the right way by the right person, that it's always going to be, you know, the right thing you're told to do by the coaching staff. The just inherent belief that your leader gets it and is with it and is the best person for the job. I think all of those beliefs are starting to wane. I think as a result, confidence is starting to wane. And I think that is in part why we're seeing even the possibility exist that they could go out, get smoked by the Dallas Cowboys, and then come home and get destroyed by an average, at best, New Orleans Saints team at home. I think that's another part of this. The team, the roster, the players understand that this guy isn't the coach that won six Super Bowls. It's just not the same coach. Yeah, and that's part of the fear of when we're looking at rebuilding this program is other guys are going to look at it and go, I don't really want to play there. I don't want to play for Bill, particularly if it's bad. Like, I can stomach and deal with, you know, some of the idiosyncrasies that come with playing for Bill Belichick if we're winning, if we're making the playoffs, if we're having going on deep runs and having shots at the Super Bowl. But I'd rather go play for Mike McDaniel. Seems a hell of a lot more fun to play for. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they're winning. They're winning. Let's talk to JP in North Providence. The JP in Rhode Island. Hey, JP. JP. He's not there. Son okay, of a so bitch. Listen. You get him back on the phone now, Devin. I, I just think that's, that's again, not the biggest thing, just another part of this. I, I'm just looking for ways and, and explanations as to how they could do what they did last week, Ben. 
after that bad loss in Dallas, which I thought was a bad loss. I thought that was going to be a game in Dallas. I thought they were going to be representative in that game. Mm -hmm. To come follow that up with what you did against the Saints, that's just a complete you know, lack of belief in what you could be. I mean, I don't want to say they mailed it in, but they faced one ounce of adversity in that game, and it was over. Over. I mean, you had no chance. You had no belief. There was no fight. There was just – it was nothing. You had no belief in yourself in that game. And now Mac Jones is broken. Um, definitely the, the coaching and the coaching staff and Bill Belichick has something to do with that. And I'll never understand – I will never understand, never, this whole narrative that's rightfully in the – not in the forefront of our lives but has been out there where people do believe that – they're not sure Bill Belichick has ever believed in Mac Jones. Like, I'll never understand that. I'll never understand why you would draft a guy 15th overall and then find a way to make people believe that you've never believed in him. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay? I, I so, can buy it. I can buy that he never believed in him. Well, you can buy it, but it just goes to why it, it just speaks to how mystifying this whole post-Tom Brady quarterback experience has been. I've never understood. Maybe it's what you say, Ben. Maybe it's he just completely and utterly has an unbelievable amount of disrespect for the quarterback position in general. Maybe he just doesn't have respect for that position. I think that's I think that's a large part of it. A very large part of it is that he doesn't he he's seen that, you know, slightly above average quarterback play can win you Super Bowls. He you know, I think his time with the Giants kind of screwed up his thought process when it comes to you know, quarterbacks and how valuable they are because Phil Simms was not a great quarterback. He just wasn't a great quarterback. He had, you know, periods where he was pretty good. He had an amazing 86 Super Bowl. I think he was 22 for 26 or something like that. But overall, he was not a great quarterback. And then he they went in again in 90, uh, 90 with 90? Jeff Hostetler. Yeah. You know, your backup did it for you. So... You know, I think that's always kind of skewed what he thinks about that position. And then having Brady, everything solved kind of for you, you know, you never really have to think too hard about that position. And then ultimately he disrespected it towards the end. It's just the 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 lack of a plan after Brady left, I never understand. It, it feels like, it almost feels like, you know, bitter Bill. I had the plan. It was Jimmy G. You made me trade him. When we could, and then here's the crazy thing, Bill. You would have been paying more for Jimmy G than you would have for Tom. And that was your plan? Yeah. To pay more for Jimmy G, an inferior quarterback, more than Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't asking for $33 million. He's asking for 25 So I don't think he's ever fully respected it. And it's almost like he's been bitter ever since he was forced to get rid of Jimmy G. And, you know, you didn't have a plan a jump right away knowing that Tom was going to be gone unless you for some reason in your mind think Tom's never going to leave we've got him here we've got him by the balls he's never going to leave even so you still had no plan and you waited and waited and waited until Cam Newton you know was desperate enough and took a, a tiny little deal from you yeah, and then you know. were and I still think he feels like he was forced into drafting a quarterback that next year forced on say. doing it high and settled for whatever was available. That, that's the only explanation, and that's what I was just going to say. For all we know, Robert Kraft made him take a quarterback in the first round that year. 
or, or made him prioritize getting a quarterback, taking a quarterback, whatever it was, for all we know. And maybe that's the explanation as to why he's never really believed in Mac Jones, because that would make sense. What doesn't make sense is that you need a quarterback, and why you don't understand that or see that, I'll never get. And, and the other thing about Jimmy G, I understand that he had some promise. He helped you win a couple games. He's good, whatever. But this bitterness, it's not like he made you trade Mahomes or Josh or some some star that emerged. Garoppolo's okay. You know, he, he's good, you know, with talent. You know, he's kind of Mac Jones-ish. You know, you could argue with debate how close that, you know, maybe Jimmy G. He can, give you, he can give you a fair – his arm's a little bit better than Max. He can actually run a little bit. Yeah, sure. He's a bigger guy. Like, he, there's more to Jimmy than there is to Mac. Fine. But it's not – I mean, he's not far enough. He doesn't blow no. Mac Jones out no. of the water, and he needed the help and support to really have success. Now, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, I expect the Raiders to freaking win this game. Like, I don't expect the Patriots to win this game or to pull the neck or to show up. They're going to lose. And I'll tell you this, Ben. If they lose this game, then they have Buffalo and at Miami. Mm-hmm. And if they get to a point where they're 1-7, and seven, I'm sorry. That is, then you enter. Now, I know the schedule maybe eases up after that. But if you're 1-7, and seven, then you get to a point where we're actually having legitimate conversations about the number one overall pick and doing those types of things. And I think we're having seven. legitimate conversations about firing Bill Belichick midseason. You're right. If, if one in seven, I don't think it happens, reality. but the conversation definitely is legitimate at that point. Especially, and again, we'll see what happens this week. Because you can make the argument he's coaching. If you want to go down that road, which I don't know if I want to do right now, if you did, though, you could make the argument this is the week that he coaches for his job. Because they're, they're going to be significant underdogs against buffalo and miami yeah as they should be it's because they're not just losing now they're embarrassingly bad and they're getting crushed and now it's okay that's what gets coaches fired mid-season it's not just tough losses and you just can't get over the hump it's completely losing the team complete lack of buy-in totally exposed not even close disaster garbage uh you know fire dumpster fire all those things those cliches that's what get coaches fired midseason. If you want any chance of not having that narrative seriously out there, I think you got to win. Um, I think you got to win this game, and you got to look good in this game. I just want to ask because it kind of came up with one of the calls, Ben. If he did move on, he's just you know thinking about where it could go. If Belichick moved on, Bill Belichick, if he did move on, because you know he wants that record. Where do you see as a fit, or who should go after him, or be interested? In a guy like Bill Belichick at this age, 72 years old, et cetera, with everything going on right now, who should, what team should go after him? Well, I mean, the one that gets brought up often is, you know, the Chargers, because you see there's a fair amount of talent there. You have a talented quarterback who's not one of the best, but definitely that next step down from those guys. You know, he's hanging out in tier two, maybe at the bottom of it, but he's still hanging out in tier two. Um, you have Austin Eckler, who's still really good, dealing with some injuries. Keenan Allen's still really good, even at 31 years old. You just drafted a top-flight guy in Quentin Johnston, right? They drafted him, right? Or or is that the Rams? Oh, TCU. Is that the Rams? Are or is that the, about the TCU? Yeah, yeah. Receiver? But whatever. So you have you have some guys. You have a Bosa. You have talent. Um, that would be the first spot I would look at, and then I'd start to look at some of these other teams and go. Who are some of these teams that are close, but just haven't gone over the hump? 
would Buffalo be an option? Like if I'm looking at Buffalo and going, is the head coach the thing that's holding us back here? Why we're not making conference championship games? Why we're not making Super Bowls? Remind me, have the Bills made the championship game? No. They have not. They have not. Um, that's a very – I hadn't thought of Buffalo, but that's a very interesting one. Very interesting one. Um, you need So this is the prerequisite if you're going to bring in Bill Belichick. You need a quarterback. You need the quarterback position solved. Now, this is what I was saying with Dan. If you believe in Justin Herbert and that the, that the position is solved, then you entertain Bill Belichick. Here's a, uh, an organization in a situation I would not entertain, even though on paper it might look good or might feel like it fits. Dallas. Dallas does not have the quarterback. Even though they've got a great defense, Bill Belichick could do good things with them. They don't have the quarterback. They'd run into very similar issues. He would not get Dallas over the hump, in my opinion. If I'm Jerry Jones, I don't do Dallas. I, I don't do Bill Sorry, Belichick. Sorry, they, they, they lost the... AFC Championship game in 2020. I forgot about that. Okay. I so still forget the, the 2020 championship season. game. Yeah, they lost to uh, the Chiefs. Okay. That So I'm not – I look, he's got it going there. He's had a lot of success there. That would be a really ballsy move at this point, especially considering they've – especially if they dominate Bill once again, you're going to bring in the guy that you've been dominating. That would be kind of a tough sell. Yeah, that would be um, a tough sell. But when you look I around, because you, you, the other programs you're going to look at are bad ones, bad right. organizations, whether it's Carolina or, you know, no, Atlanta. Do don't do it if I'm any of those organizations. Buffalo, I don't think they're at the place yet, yet, where they should be prepared to do that, make a move like that. Not yet. Especially, like I said, you dominated the guy. Yeah. I just don't think it would be – I don't think psychologically – it would benefit the team in the long run. Even if you thought, now, they had a bad year last year. Um, they flamed out. They lost at home. If they do something like that again, where they struggle down the stretch and lose in the playoffs in, in I don't know, unattractive fashion, then maybe you could open the door to a conversation about whether or not Sean McDermott's job is safe. We'll see. I don't think they're there yet. I still see them, based on how they've played early this season, as a team that's still kind of coming. And they're still trying to figure it out, and they're 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 trying to break through. So I don't think the I think the only situation you could argue is the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Talent, quarterback, and a coach that has proven specifically at times and in moments to be completely incompetent situationally. I think that is. I mean, he's already essentially been on the hot seat. He's on and off the hot seat. That is the situation. Everywhere else, you don't hire Bill to build it up. You don't hire Bill if you don't have an established. Uh, solved quarterback position and then some of the situations that do have that quarterback position why would you do that you know you wouldn't do that so I think that's the only situation you would do you would take and that goes into why I think Bill Belichick if he was going to be replaced as GM but able to stay as the coach of the Patriots I think he'd keep I think he'd do it I think yeah. he'd stay yeah and the other one people throw out there is like would he go to Dallas I don't think so but I think he would be kind of happy to have a guy like Micah Parsons on his defense. Oh, he would love it. And he might be intrigued by that. Then there's that other team out there that I think is always, you know, in his heart of where he would like to be if he could would be the Giants. Hmm. But if you're looking at the Giants situation going, I don't think they're going to get rid of Dayball after this year. Um, and they're far from 
solved at the quarterback position. They've got other problems they've got to figure out. They don't have any real skill guys on offense when Saquon's hurt. Uh, Waller hasn't done what he's supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I, I think the Giants are always kind of in his mind of where he would like to be. If you'd rather have Bill Belichick, I'll take Brian Dayball. I would. Li- I would I'll rather flip have him. Brian Dayball. I'll flip him. I'll do it. Um, I don't think they're in the place to do that. And I'm not saying that I don't think Dallas would do it or entertain it, especially if it went south with Mike McCarthy. I'm just telling you, I don't believe he would have success there. He would need a quarterback um, to really be the guy that was able to get, you know, the offense in gear, the offense going. And then Bill kind of comes in theoretically, even though it hasn't been the case in New England the last few years, theoretically tightens up some of that attention to detail type of stuff, you know, comes up big in a spot where you really need to have a good defensive game plan against one of the other elite quarterbacks. Belichick steps up in that spot and your quarterback, because he's so good, can kind of take you home. That's what needs to happen. And you got to have weapons to help the quarterback take you home. I don't see Dallas as that. I don't think he'd have a good enough quarterback to get to where. So if I was Dallas, I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying they wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I was Dallas. All right. Um, Let's go to break. We got to get it trending. When we get back, Hitch, I want to talk about the Red Sox specifically, their search for a new general manager or president of baseball ops and how it relates to Alex Cora. I think there's a big problem that the Red Sox need to solve, and they are not willing to entertain this or even acknowledge that this issue exists. I also want to talk about Major League Baseball and the playoffs. And do we like the format and all these top teams bowing out so early? This is the Martin Kitchen Show 103.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 